For our, for our time during the message today, I'm going to ask if there are any children in the house that would like to come forward. I'm going to read, for part of the message, a children's story. So I'd ask some of the kids if they want to come up. You get to see the pictures, hear the words. You get to sit up here. You get the best seat in the house. Oh, you're going to sit right there? Okay, I'm going to sit right here. How are you today, sir? Good. Good. You want the best seat in the house? All right. This is one of my favorite stories. It's called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. Well, we got another friend coming. Those are some great boots. They light up. Like the light shining in the darkness. Totally works. Come on, you come up here. It'll be easier to see this way. You ready? It's called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. It's one of my favorite stories. Let me get to the first page. The Herdmans were the worst kids in the history of the world. They lied and stole and played with matches. They were so awful, you could hardly believe they were real. Look at them. That's a lot of trouble. There were six of them. Ralph, Imogene, Leroy, Claude, Ollie, and Gladys. They were skinny and strangly-haired and dirty and all different sizes. It was all different black and blue places where they had clonked each other. Oh. They lived over a garage, and when they didn't have anything else to do, they would bang the garage door up and down and try to squash each other, or the mailman, or their crazy one-eyed cat. Everybody stayed away from them. Then one day, they showed up in Sunday school. They stole all the money out of the collection plate and drew mustaches on everybody in the Bible. And though nobody knows how, they took over our annual Christmas pageant. Our Christmas pageant is always the same. Kids in bathrobes and bedsheets, acting out the story of Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus being born. Everybody knows the story. Everybody but the Herdman's. That didn't stop them from picking out the best parts for themselves. I'll be Mary, Imogene yelled, and Ralph, he'll be the Joseph. Everybody else was afraid to volunteer. That left three herdmans, Leroy, Claude, and Ollie, to be wise men, and the worst herdman of them all to be the angel of the moors. Me, gladly, Gladys hollered, I'll be that. What is it? Look at her yelling. So then... Somebody had to read the whole story to them about the star and the shepherds and how there was no room at the inn and how the baby Jesus slept in a manger. The herdmans were shocked. They stuck them out in a barn, Imogene yelped, and they tied Jesus up in rags and put him in a feed box. At least we put Gladys in a bureau drawer. Then they heard about the wise men bringing gifts of oil and frankincense. Claude said, what good is smelly oil? If we're the wise men, let's bring pizza. Every year someone lent us their baby to be Jesus. Not this year. Nobody would trust a herdman with their baby. So Jim Imogene offered to steal one from the supermarket. There's always babies in carts there, she said. Um, let's forget about a baby, someone said. We used a doll instead. 
Every rehearsal was an adventure. Leroy wanted to chase the mean innkeeper out of the town. Claude and Ollie wanted to run off with the baby to keep him safe. Imogene said she wouldn't name him Jesus. She would name him Bill, and she, would, she wouldn't let the wise men worship him. Get away from that baby, she barked at them. You might have germs. When Gladys found out the angel of the Lord appeared out of nowhere in the black of night, she was sure it was out of an amazing comics. Shazam, she yelled, smacking the kid next to her. Gladys liked to smack things. Our Mary was loud and bossy. The wise men were sneaky, and the angel of the Lord came from outer space. This was going to be the worst Christmas pageant ever. Some people wanted to cancel the whole thing. The minister says, I don't think anyone will come to see it. But they were all wrong. Everybody came just to see what the Herdmans would do. When the curtain opened, Ralph and Imogene stood in the wings, frozen as if they weren't sure what to do. They weren't pushing or hitting or being Herdmen. The chorus waited and hummed and hummed and waited like an old refrigerator. Finally, they came in. Imogene had slung the baby Jesus doll over her shoulder. Then she thumped it on the back twice and hard. There was a gasp. It didn't seem right to burp the baby Jesus, but that was the whole point of Jesus. He was a real person, and he started out as a real baby. His parents were real too, as real as Imogene, with her veil all crooked and Ralph with his hair sticking out as if they had slept in their clothes out in the barn, just like in the real story. Then came Gladys from behind the shepherds, shoving them out of the way and stepping on everyone's feet. Hey, she yelled, unto you a child is born. He's in the barn. She made it sound like it was the best news in the world. Right behind Gladys came the wise men, but they didn't have the usual frankincense and gold and oil. They didn't have pizza. Instead, Leroy was carrying something big and heavy. It was a ham from the herdman's food basket. The church gave them one every year. The Hermans had never before given anything away except clonks on the head. So you had to be impressed. The Hermans were giving the baby Jesus their Christmas ham. Then the wise men were supposed to leave and go home, but instead they sat down. Actually, it seemed like the right thing to do after all. They'd come a long way, and you wouldn't expect them just to hand over the ham and leave. It seemed natural, too, to burp the, ba burp the baby, who might be fussy or tired, or for someone to tell people where the baby was so they wouldn't have to wander all over the place. Somehow, every wrong thing the Hermans did seemed right and natural. And then, as everyone sang Silent Night, Imogene started to cry. In the candlelight, her face was all shiny with tears. Awful old Imogene, in her crookedy veil, crying as if, as if Christmas had just come over her all at once. When everyone left the church that night, it was cold and clear, with crunchy snow underfoot and bright, bright stars in the sky. Everyone said there was something different this time, something special. Though nobody could exactly could say exactly what that something was, everybody agreed it was the best Christmas pageant ever. This is one of my favorite stories. Do you know why? No? Well, this is one of my favorite stories because it reminds me of our, one of our lessons for today from the book of Isaiah. It says this, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news 
of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. You know, one of the cool things about Christmas is we get to hear about Jesus. We get to hear the awesome things that Jesus did for us. And I want to take you guys on a little adventure. You guys want to come with me? All right, follow me. First place we're going to go on our adventure is over here. Come over here. Come here. Come on, come on. Do you guys know what this is? Anybody know what this is? Ella, do you know what that is? It's a baptismal font. Yeah, this is where this is where God comes really near to you when you were a little baby. He comes and he washes you here. He gives you forgiveness here. He makes you one of his own children. That's pretty awesome. All right, we're gonna go on another adventure. You guys ready? All right, follow me. We're gonna come out here in the middle. Everybody can see us. Come on. Come on. All right, come on. All right, come on. Some of you have short feet. All right, here we go. Earlier, Pastor Steve and I did something maybe a little bit different, something we're not used to here. But we took the Christ candle and we walked out here to the middle for the gospel reading. Did you guys see us? Anybody see us? You guys are maybe short. You probably had to do one of these. That's what I would have had to do. But, but what we did that for a reason. We did that because that is when God has come near to us. It was a way for us to say the Christ candle, that Christ candle up there, that center candle, that God didn't just stay way up in heaven, but he came down to be with us. He came down through his word because we heard the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. God's word is what reminds us, is what comes to us to be God's forgiveness for us, for his son who loves us. You guys ready for one more adventure? All right, follow me. Up the steps. All right, stay. Good job. You guys are listening. All right, I'm going to do something that I didn't ask for permission before. So nobody can tell me no because I'm already doing it. I want to show you guys something. Do you guys know what this is? It's the thing we have to cut for communion. You are a rock star. Good job. So come here. You can come look. This, this is called the bread. And this is God's body given for us for the forgiveness of sins. In a little bit, we as God's people are going to come up here and we're going to see the awesome thing that God does. We're going to see God becoming flesh. God still being with us through his body. And up there is also some stuff that probably looks like juice to you guys. And it's, it's wine. And it reminds us of God's blood. And all those things that seem maybe really far away came really near. Now, you guys can't take that yet today because you're just a little too little for it. But at some point in your life, you guys are going to get to hear about the awesome stories of God. And then someday you get to come up here with us and you get to experience that. You get to experience God coming near to you. And that's a pretty awesome thing. Can you guys give me a high five? Thanks for helping with the message. Oh, we got one more thing. So because God came near to us, it's also, what's today? Does anybody know? Christmas. And what is Christmas? It's Jesus' birthday, right? So we're going to do one thing. You guys are going to help me, all right? And the congregation is going to help us too. We're going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. I brought a cake. And afterward, since you were my three best helpers, you get to have the first piece of cake, all right? As long as your mom and dad say it's okay, all right? But you guys are going to come help me sing? All right, let's bring the cake out. We're going to put this back so we don't forget it. All right, you guys stand down here. 
Come here, right here. Stand right here. One, two, three. Come on. All right, stay there. I got the kick. It's a lot of action for this sermon. Yeah, I lost some. I'll go back and get them later. These are the ones we need anyway. All right. Since it's Jesus' birthday, we're going we're gonna to light the light from the Christ scandal because that's pretty cool. It is a big candle lighter. We'll run out of oil with this one. All right, we're going to try not to burn the building down. If there's a fire person in the house, just pretend like I'm not doing this. Uh-oh. Oh, that one didn't want to light. All right. I know some of these, it's like I should have pre-planned this so that these were ready to go. Oh, we're struggling here. All right, so... Mr. Mr. Quapis has volunteered to play a little happy birthday for us, so if everyone would join us in singing, and at the end, you guys are going to help blow out the candles. You ready? All right. Mr. Quapis, if you please. Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. All right, you guys get to blow, ready? Come on down. All right. Get a little closer, it'll be easier. All right, ready? One, two, three, blow. Good job. Oh, we got two more. All right, there it is. All right, good job. All right, after church, you guys can have some cake, okay? Can you guys pray with me? Let's pray together, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word becoming flesh, that you took those of us who had no business being loved. You took those of us who were like the herdmen, who are broken people who don't always make the right choices, who don't always do the good things in this world. You took us and you came near. You came to love us. You came to care for us. You came to forgive us. You came through your word. You came through our baptism. You came through your body and blood. May we never get tired of sharing that story, that good news to those around us. May we be those beautiful feet of the messengers who come and tell everyone they know about your son, Jesus. May we do that today. May we do that always as we leave this place as we are gathered here with you. In your name we pray. Amen.